Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. Hello and welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the show where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept and then talk about it through their gingery lens. I'm Jacob Godby. And I'm Alex Tate. Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. Alex, have you been to uh, Scandinavia? No. Okay, well, that's where DB is from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, you started you, school. Bud? Oh, sorry. I'm good. How are you? You started school this week. I did. Already already back on that bullshit, baby. Already back on that bullshit. I've already stayed up till one o'clock two nights. Oh, boy. Um, my professor has already assigned something that last semester took me three weeks to do, and mm. he has given us three days. <laughs> and then I, I've already done that. Those were the two, so the two nights, three days that I had to do that. I stayed up to one o'clock getting that done. Okay, so but I sense an improvement. Is that wrong? Um, I guess I don't know. And um, now I need to become an ecologist and specifically an expert in endangered species in the San Francisco area. Right. When do you go to San Francisco to do this? uh two weeks okay and you uh so is that a usual architecture thing to to learn about like the native species of the place they're gonna well i mean our project is based on you know i could explain it nobody actually cares the building has to the building will be heavily influenced by an endangered or sensitive species in the san francisco area Mm. so you're like gonna make it like a bird shape or what no, as, okay. Do you, would you like to know? Yeah, I think it's that's cool. That's why I'm asking. I think it's cool. Okay, so uh, there are rich people in every country, right? Every Correct. country's got uber rich people, including the countries that are maybe not so stable in their uh, governmental things going on. Like Canada. Like Canada. Real rough place up there. So the rich people invest in stable things and aside from 2008 the most stable thing uh in the modern world is the united states real estate market ah i see so you hear all these things in san francisco about like this apartment costs eleven thousand dollars a month and stuff like that yes there are apartments like that but no one's renting them they're charging way too much on purpose. What's happening is these uber rich people, like uber uber rich people from other countries are just buying skyscrapers filled with luxury apartments, sitting on them for five years, watching them appreciate in value, and then selling them to a different uber rich person. Well, isn't that part of the problem? Because I've, I mean, I've heard about this, that San Francisco has, you know, a, an extensive unhoused population when there oh, are a- plenty of houses sitting there just not being used. It's a it's a major problem. What it does, it, even if it's a luxury building, quote unquote, an abandoned building inherently just like puts out negative energy into a community. You know, it's not contributing to a community. No one's going in and out of that building. It's just like 
negative all the way around. That's not going to stop, unfortunately. In fact, it's only increasing. San Francisco's number two in the world. London is number one in the world in foreign investing in real estate. It is not going to stop. Um, that is unfortunate. And no one is going to live in these places. Uh, that's a much bigger issue that we as architects don't ha- aren't going to tackle and aren't going to solve. But Well, you're going to do ecology. Why not solve that problem as well? We, what we can do is try to make the buildings function for something if even if they're not being used if nobody can live in them i see so if we design them around these species and then try to fit in these luxury apartments and say yeah you can you can buy the stupid luxury building but at least it's helping an endangered or sensitive species yeah at least a bunch of birds can come mate and shit all over it exactly okay i like that that's cool i actually honestly did not realize that it's uh, yeah, I'm very interested by it. But now I have to, dude. I've been reading like PhD and thesis papers <laughs> from people that went to UC Berkeley and were, you know, graduated PhD in ecology. And I'm like, I can't, I cannot understand this. I, I want to be clear for all of our on. listeners too is that you have been in school less than a week already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been four days, dog. Five days. Sorry. It's been- <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so that's scary. That's, that's frightening, but I like to think that once you get there, things are going to make sense. So, so do you know, do you, have you gotten the itinerary for your San Francisco trip? Are you just walking around looking at empty buildings? Well, it's in constant flux with the COVID sitch. Gotcha. I was curious about that as well. Um, I, we were joking around. My professor was like, I am not legally, I cannot legally ask you if you've gotten the vaccine. And I and one other person at the same time is like, I legally can. Who here hasn't been vaccinated? God damn it. <laughs> ah, nice. And what was the turnout? The entire class had been vaccinated. Hey, we and love he's to like, see I it. have to pretend like I didn't see that. And we're like, but you did see that. <laughs> Watch this podcast get him fired. Uh, <laughs> sorry about it. If that if that ends up happening, hope you have tenure. <laughs> I was like, I was like, so we're good. Like, let's let's not plan for this to not happen. Um, apparently our days will be filled during the day and then we'll get off at like five to six ish. And then, um, there's a bunch of college kids staying in suites. Mm. Um, like we each get our own room and we just have like a communal kitchen and living room. Oh, that's dope. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah. Like staying in hotel suites then are just like unleashed on San Francisco. Okay. That's a great time. Yeah, we'll see. I San Francisco is also very expensive. That's so. true. A kid has the <laughs> you have the potential to have a transformative trip or you know, just a pretty good one. <laughs> and then first day of class, my professor also told this story about how he once did a trip to Santiago, Chile. Yeah. And two boys hired sex workers and they drugged them and robbed them. The sex workers robbed the boys drugged and robbed the boys and destroyed the hotel room and the boys had to pay like twenty thousand dollars <laughs> and he was like don't hire sex workers we we're like okay that's fair enough man i this weekend this last weekend uh did the sloppiest wedding that i have had the misfortune to dj <laughs> so here we far. go here we go let's it start it off it was rough um wait 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 we gotta do the intro who's ready to party <laughs> It's Jacob's Wedding DJ Report. And I was already being told that it was probably going to be rough. My boss said, and I quote, no wedding I've done at this venue has not been a shit show. And I was like, okay, cool. 
so can he's I been ask, in it for a while. So sloppy, sloppy on your end, or everyone got fucking drunk as shit. Everyone sloppy on the wedding's end. I was the only sober one there by the end of the night as well. But already it had tons of troubles from the get go. Oh boy. Yeah. So I was told um, that the the mother of the I'm trying to discern how much information I should say. Um, but do we don't know these people? We no, don't know. The, I don't, come on. This is maybe, what I came here for. This is but, what you getting this job means to me. Yeah. Because I get these stories. Yeah, that's fair. And you get breakfast next weekend when I come to Bozeman. <laughs> um, so the I was told the mother of the bride is a lot difficult to work with, if you will. Sure. And so I was I was given like three different schedules throughout the week, each basically the same like order of events, but all of them shifted ten to fifteen minutes around every time. And the she wanted the 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 bride's mom wanted the wedding to start right at four. And so at 3.50, I got on the mic and I was like, hey, we'll be starting in about 10 minutes. And she comes over and she's like, hi, I'm the bride's mom. Uh, there's supposed to be 200 people here and there's not. I think they're lost. We're going to push it back a little bit. And I was like, okay. So I was like, I went over to the planner and I was like, hey, we're pushing it back. Bride's mom said, and she was like, oh, to 4.15, like I originally scheduled. And I was like, yeah, uh, you got it. You know, um, the planner is is over this. Oh, very much so. And, and she was very nice. I will say that about the planner. I, I showed up and she was like, hey, it's my life raft. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Can, can I say, um, and I mean this, not enough money in the world. Oh, yeah. For me to be a wedding planner. No, 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 no. You could, play me, you could pay me like an NBA player and I would do it. I would get very excited. But then a year into it, I'd be like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the reception the dinner was being held inside of this like garage and it's nice and it's decorated and the cocktail hour and dancing is held outside the garage uh i was told to set up inside the garage facing the dinner and i was like skeptical of that but i was like all right as long as the garage doors can stay open for cocktail hour and dancing and i can point my speakers outside we should be fine okay and so i set up in there and i we do the ceremony, which is, I don't know, like a hundred yards away. It's so far away. I have to like take one of my big speakers down and bring it over and like have half of my setup over there. Then I run back to the garage and the doors close. And so I open it a little bit and like point my speaker out for cocktail hour. And then this woman comes up and she's like, excuse me. Um, the dad of the bride says we need to keep the garage doors closed because we're letting all the cold air out. And I was like, who is that? And she was like, it's, it's a dad. He, he wants it. And I was like, I don't, I can't like, I'm not going to close the door. Like yeah, yeah. I got to go talk to the planner. And she was like, well, I'm in charge. So I'll go talk to her. And I was like, okay. Uh, and oh, God. she leaves and she comes back about 10 minutes later. And she, to her credit goes, I am so sorry. I did not mean to, you, you can tell we're all like, kind of wound up today and i was like yeah you're just like the fourth person that's told me they're in charge today and i don't know who to listen to anymore <laughs> i would assume the bride and the groom they were really cool i'll give them that credit but they had uh almost no control over their wedding <laughs> it was pretty clear that it was out of their hands from the get-go oh, which God. is not how it should be like yeah there should they should have like a support team that enables them to experience their own wedding instead of planning it the day of but they shouldn't have it like wrestled out of their control you know what i mean yeah. 
Um, so we make it, everything's fine. I, sh- I then we move outside for dancing and it should be noted that as part of my DJ setup, I have like 19 things all plugged in and they've got me facing inside. So during like first dances and like the garter toss and all that shit, I'm like having to walk outside to like look and then run back over to and press play. And I'm like, this sucks. So right before open they dance, they did a garter toss. Yeah, they did the bouquet. They did the garter. I've oh, you're right. I've only seen like I think two garter tosses this summer. It's not really a common thing anymore. That's because it's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Who 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 from like the or either side of the family wants, wants to, to see, see that? Yeah, like the groom stick his head up the bride's dress and pull a garter out with his teeth. And and depending on the wedding, I do you know like silly jokes like oh can he find it or hey he's been down there a while shit like that you know um, uh, ew <laughs> i hate that you should only i now i will only accept it if you play um oh fuck who does it is it buck cherry um, crazy bitch no but don't they also do like i'm so addicted to no that's uh saving abel <laughs> uh, are you sure are you yes, sure i am 100 percent sure okay when Google you're going it, down saving on me, me in, between in between the sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sound you make. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you, you got to play that song. So I finally like sort of move my setup to face the open garage doors, which are open now because I got my way, so I could play music outside. Like, come on, and. I'm playing like dirty shit. Like right off the bat, I hit him with like just an array of bangers and no one is dancing. And then give me, you you can't say it's an array of bangers without some, uh, examples. Oh, I don't have my laptop here with me that I use. Um, well, like if no one is dancing, this isn't really a banger, but it usually gets everyone out. Uh, the two that usually get everyone on the dance floor, fishing in the dark and sweet Caroline. No one. Sweet Caroline. Yeah, sweet Caroline. People love to go out and sway and like sing along and then add words that don't actually exist in the song. No, hit hit him with uh, Abba's Dancing Queen. Nobody That's my can second resist. track. My first two tracks, Uptown Funk and Dancing Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody can resist Dancing Queen. They did at this one. And oh, it took a full hour, but finally low, not get low, but just low, comes on and everyone swarms over. And I was like, oh, that kind of night. Okay. And so I'm just playing tons of that stuff i mean we're talking i had get low i had wap both in like the first like 90 minutes and uh, unedited wap yeah yeah again children yeah okay yeah it's uh i don't think they know like i think the music is like so unintelligible to them that they don't but then i feel like it's like a there's a 13 year old there you know correct yeah that's like oh (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that's like whoa (laughs) Uh, someone touches like my shoulder and I turn around and she goes, hi, I'm the bride's mom and I want some eighties music. And I told her like nicely with my nice voice. I was like, I know who you are. I am taking requests from everyone. I'd be happy to play some eighties music just to like, try like be to nicely be like, I don't care who you are. (laughs) You know, like the only person I have to listen to today is the bride. Like I can even like the groom requested something. I was like, I'll throw that one in. And I didn't play it for like 20 minutes, but the yeah, bride yeah. it's like, she gets what she wants immediately. Of course. And people are dancing. I play some eighties music, whatever. Then after I've already moved my setup to be outside, the efficient of all people wanders over and he goes, Hey, uh, sheriff's here. We got to turn down. And I was like, 
what? And he was like, yeah, man, we got to go like half power. Got to go inside and shut all the garage doors. And I was like, are you fucking? And so then the planner comes over and she is, uh, she is not, she's adamant that we don't go back inside. She was like, no, you just cut it to half power and we'll, we'll just, we'll just stay out. And, and, and I'm like, whatever. So then she disappears. I think she just leaves after that. She just goes home. Yeah. I mean, she was probably at the end of her rope anyway. And the family is like, we got to go inside and shut all the garage doors. So I move my setup again inside then to cap it all off, Alex. And this is not as big as I'm setting it up, but it just, it was just the fun thing at the end of the night. There's a girl who I've been noticing is trying to avoid a guy who just relentlessly is following her around on the dance floor. You should have called him out on the microphone. Finally, she comes over to me and she's like, hey, I'm trying to avoid this guy. Can I just chill here for a minute? And I was like, yeah, you can hang out here. Like, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and she like leans onto me and like whispers in my ear, like, would you play options by Pitbull? And I was like, yeah, I guess. What? And I was like, okay, so I play that. And then she wanders outside and she's gone for like 10 minutes and there's nothing happening outside. So I go, I just like, I'm getting ready to pack up and I'm going to go grab some stuff from my car anyway. So I go out and she's like leaned up against the side of the building and I thought she was on her phone. So I walked around the front of her and I was like, are you okay? And she went and just yeah. puked all over in the rocks. And then she wandered off into the darkness of it the parking lot. Like the, the puke made that like slapping noise as yes. it hit the like splatter slapping noise that yes. somehow makes it so much grosser. Yeah. And then she wandered off into the darkness of the parking lot. It should be noted. It's just a field. It's not lit. And right. I was just like, I like yelled at her, not yelled, but it was like, do you know where you're going? And she was like, yes. And I was like, all right, that's, I guess that's good enough for me. Yeah. I mean, um, it's not my responsibility. Like, like, and, and she ended up, finding whoever her ride was I, I did confirm that but uh yeah it was it was sloppy and annoying and also like 12 hours long i didn't leave the venue until 12 30 i didn't get into my bed until 2 a.m and it, it was it was a lot shit wait it was 12 hours long i left missoula at yeah 12 45 i had to be there by two so i was there from two to midnight so 10 hours long, 12, including travel. A 10 hour wedding? Yeah. That well, okay, like so it starts. reasonable to me. I should mention I, I also build in like an hour and a half or to two hours of setup time to get my bearings. So I had to be there by two. The ceremony started at 4 15. <laughs> and right. then it went until midnight, which is the one I think the longest open dance floor I've had was that night too. I think I played from 7:30 to midnight just like we finished all the wedding stuff by 7:30 and then it was just uh hours and hours and hours of of music and drunk people and yeah, it was uh and just not enough people were like nice to make this one worth it. You know, usually I like meet someone and they're cool or whatever and this one older woman at the end I was like picking up my stuff and she was like, do you want a Mai Tai for the road? And I was like, I better not. I was, I was done. I'm like, I'm out of yeah, here. Yeah. And she like reached over and just gave me a hug and she was like, you're a good boy. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What's up with old ladies thinking they can touch us? I don't know, man. Anyway, uh, this week, uh, our topic was voted by our patrons and our word of the day. 
is world records. World records. I want to say what our number two vote was, Alex, and and I'm honestly a little mad that we didn't get to talk about it was Ska, because Uh, I think it was suggested as a joke, but they don't know that I know things about Ska. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. They don't know that I can name like less than Jake deep cuts and break that shit down. Uh, So next month, maybe Ska. It'll be awful just to hear us talk about Ska. Oh, God. It'll be awful for me. You Uh, like Ska. You just don't haven't heard a good Ska song yet. I've heard um, The Science of Selling Myself Short by Less Than Jake. and Great uh, song. Great song. And I'm done. (laughs) <laughs> that is yeah one of the one of the all-time ska bangers for sure <laughs> like love that song but um anyway what i did alex was find some of the i found some articles about some of the weirdest world records and actually i want to give a little history i feel like i've been talking a lot so let me give this history and then you go for a minute but okay from probably the year 2000 i don't know almost as soon as i was old enough to read To about three years ago, I received for Christmas from my grandparents the newest Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, so an amazing book. Yeah, an amazing book. And I would read them cover to cover every single year. So I am very familiar with world records and like the process. And and I really loved those books. Whoever designs those, I mean, honestly, does a great job. That's a lot of information to fit in there. And to make it eye popping and like to catch a kid's eye, they do a good job. Do you remember going to grade school and they would have like the scholastic book fair? Fuck yeah. And God damn it. The Guinness Book of World Record books were always the most appealing ones. Oh, yeah. Because they had the like the covers with like mirrors in them and things like that. Yeah, they did an awesome job. I remember one time my grandmother was coming to... uh, to Jackson for Christmas. She was going to spend Christmas with us. And I was helping my mom get groceries out of the back of her car and found the like Guinness book of world records. 2004 (laughs) classic 2005. I have no idea what number it was like sitting in like her like emergency stuff you know like you keep like a basket of emergency oh, things like, did you find a gift early i d- i wasn't looking for it like the edge of the book like i like saw it and i was like what is that and like, i did that one up. year too and i felt bad i didn't mean to find it yeah same i like pulled it out of there and my mom was like oh no <laughs> and then she was like this is from your grandmother come christmas you have to pretend you're surprised and um dude i sold it so hard Oh, love it. So I sold it so hard. She was Tears. so happy. Even afterwards, my mom, like, you know, she like gave me a hug. She whispered in my, she's like, good job. <laughs> I like, love I nailed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, cause I, for a long time when I was young, I skipped the sports section of the world records, like the athletic section. But as I got older, I would read those. And, and there's some fascinating things of, of just pushing like the human body to extremes. There is. I I was lame. So that's kind of like that's kind of how my like trivia obsession started was reading like the normal world records, like most games played in and, you know, most touchdowns scored and shit like that. Like all like those records, like I would just read those and memorize those. And that's how I got like kind of weirdly good at trivia. There are some insane things as well on there. Oh, yeah. There's there's some like most weight lifted by nipples. (laughs) I don't know if that's a world record, but I'm 100% sure it is a world record. 
Oh yeah. I, I, I don't think you're wrong. Well, I, I found one that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, Burn or Bernay, I'm not sure. Barker bagged the title of being the oldest male stripper in 2002. Take a guess. How old do you think? Oh, um, 94. Okay, well, not that old, but uh, he was 60. He got into stripping in the year 2000, which was 21 years ago. Oh, and uh, he did it to get in shape after recovering from prostate cancer. Okay. <laughs> which, Honestly, uh, yeah. How old is he? 60. My father is 67. I could convince him to break that motherfucker. Oh, you should, actually. I could convince I could convince him pretty easily to break that, I think. Oh, let's do it. Campaign to to make your dad the he's, next he's, oldest male stripper. <laughs> he's already been like the MC of like a burlesque show. On yeah, didn't stage. he play the devil? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, he, you know, he, he literally was almost there. He's almost a record setter. All right. All right, I'm I'm saying we call up Guinness, we fly him out, and uh, your yeah, dad yeah. puts on a show. My 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 father can break that for sure. He's also an extremely fit 67 year old. So yeah. So also this man, uh, Sandeep from Canada, he spun a basketball on a toothbrush held in his mouth for one minute and eight seconds. <laughs> okay. Which is kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. Is it? Cool? I guess. What do you do? You think that would like wear on your jaw muscles? You know, for some reason, I thought you were going to ask if it would wear on the toothbrush, and I was prepared with a yes. But yeah, I assume it would wear on your jaw muscles as well. I'm not sure. Um, I found one, and I would like to try to break this down a little bit. Um, The fastest time of eating a banana with no hands. (laughs) Okay, and you have to peel the banana. Yeah. And then eat it. How fast do you think this person ate a banana with no hands, and they, they peeled the banana. I don't know. Three, three seconds? No, okay. But 37 seconds. 37 seconds to peel an entire banana. To peel and eat huh. a banana. I That's find that incredibly fast. Pretty good, yeah. To, I feel like it depends so much on the banana, too. I feel like if you get a bad banana, that could take longer. But if Oh, you get- dude. I've got a beatable one. I've got a beatable one. Okay. Oh, so is, are we going to beat it? Yeah. I mean, I think this is possible. I don't know. I haven't attempted this, but this seems weak as shit. Most almonds eaten in a minute? 70. 32. That's it? That's what I'm saying, man. I wonder if it's... Did you ever do like the 10 saltines in That's what a I'm minute? thinking. I'm like, maybe you're not allowed water and it gets really hard in like the latter half. Yeah, because I did that like ten saltines thing, and and yeah, by the you you're like the first like five or six are easy, and then you get to seven, and you're like, oh, it's cement. <laughs> um, I have a beatable one here too, Alex. Uh, in 1993, the Benetton Group set the record for inventing the largest condom. It's 72 feet, and uh, as you know, whenever I unleash my python i need 73 i just have never used a condom before so i think we can beat that one too oh my god, oh my <laughs> I god. have to talk about this next one simply what a, because what a what a waste of everyone's time that joke was <laughs> wasn't why, a... <laughs> why were you so determined to make that joke cuz i have a 73 foot penis i don't know what to tell you fuck you <laughs> i just being i'm just being 
real with my truth, Alex. Uh, this is my journey. In 2016, a guy from Serbia balanced 79 spoons on his body. And the teaspoons, it, it notes this, the teaspoons that were used for the attempt were of various sizes. <laughs> oh, why not make them all small? I have to send you the link and you have to scroll down and look at this photo. I will also share this on social media. It's number 13 on that link. Uh, it has a picture of the man balancing the spoons and it is uh, without question the most Serbian photo I've ever seen. <laughs> I Some of them I get frustrated because they're like tailored to that person, you know? Yeah. Like, like, they're the only one that's going to win that. And it was tailored. Like I just read one that was like, Longest wild study on primates, Jane Goodall. Yeah, no Whoa. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what that's fucking fair. longest wild study on primates. Well, that's not a fucking record. Did you see this photo of the guy with spoons? Where did you send it to me? The chat in our in our um, our messaging platform. Oh, oh. Right fucking there, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah, no, I hear you. It's there's also this guy who invented a hat that was 15 feet and nine inches tall. Only one type of person is going to do that. <laughs> it's a dude that likes hats. Oh, also I'm looking at toothbrush guy. Yeah. If you could spin a basketball, which I can't, but I feel like I can teach my, I feel like that is um, achievable. You think? Okay. A full minute and eight seconds. I feel like that's achievable. Cause looking up. at his head placement and stuff like that, for some reason I thought it was like at the tip of a toothbrush sticking straight out of his mouth. I don't know why that's why I thought, but um also <laughs> <laughs> i told you it's a great photo <laughs> what the Alex, fuck is going on tell there? people a little more about this photo you're very you're better at describing <laughs> weird photos than i am we have and there's no question about it a moist man <laughs> yes. okay and i yeah. would argue two moist men the guy sticking the spoons on him looks he's wet very as moist <laughs> yeah wet as fuck as well <laughs> And then uh, the guy on the left uh, with jorts and like a green polo, but he is moist, but only because his fashion is dripping. Distinctively, every, you're right about this. Everything about this is so fucking Eastern European. It's insane. <laughs> um, the man has a gnarly farmer's tan. Yep. Um, and yeah, the guy taking the picture is in those like tight European jean shorts. I don't know how to describe them. They're, they're very European. And then, and then he's wearing basically what Steve from Blue's Clues wears on the show. Yeah, yeah, but with a popped collar. <laughs> yeah. Also, the man with the spoons on his body has the most blank expression a human could give. Completely dead eyes. Yeah, and they're in a room where everything, and I mean everything, is beige. <laughs> everything in this room is beige. The floor is linoleum. All the furniture is plywood. And there's a computer running Windows 96 in the back. <laughs> Dude, this is the most Serbian thing that's ever existed. I will post this on Instagram uh, so everyone can can reference it. I Alex also want to say the first sentence of his record is, in 2016, Dalibor Jablanovic <laughs> did the impossible. <laughs> People have tried, but he did it. He balanced 79 spoons on his body. Purely because he's just kind of wet. <laughs> yeah. How high do you think the highest jump on a pogo stick was? Oh, well, see, is this, is this 
under its own power, like you can't jump off something and then under its own power. Um, they can get some of those people can get really high. There's some really cool pogo sticks. I'm gonna try to make an actual educated guess and say like 13 feet, 11.15. So that was a good guess. I've seen some of those dudes that like you know, like Cirque du Soleil, Cirque du Soleil, or some shit like that. Where they're I don't, it's not Cirque du Soleil, but you know, or have you ever been to like a big city where there's like street performers doing their pogo sticking? I've been to Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> was but there yes. pogo sticking in there? There was no pogo sticking. You didn't even talk about Doug Dimidome. Doug Dimidome, I did. He's the guy for, with the tallest hat. I did talk about him. Oh, you were sorry. looking for the photo. I was Doug Dimidome, the big sale Dimidome. Dome Depot. That's a Simpsons reference, though. So, um, <laughs> fastest time to eat a bowl of pasta. I feel like I've broken this one. Twenty six point six nine seconds. What the hell constitutes a bowl? I don't know, because uh, literally this photo has it on a plate. So yeah, uh, you messed up. Anyway, uh, before we move on, I want to know what's one or two records that you personally think you could break right now, and you can invent them to tailor yourself, like. They don't have to be things that you would have to try to achieve. It can just be yeah. like most red pubes. In the in the past hour, I definitely broke the record for saying this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I just I just went through uh, a little bit of like computer issues, you know, because I'm like running these architecture programs. Right. And um, yeah, I got very frustrated. Um, so I feel like I could have broken the record for most times saying this is bullshit and meaning it. Yeah. Can uh, you start a Christianity-based architecture firm someday called Noah's Architecture? Um, and the other ones, um, I don't know what's inside me, but maybe I have the record for the biggest poop. Mm. But I have to poop. Do you remember when a person we used to perform with named Christian... We were having this discussion backstage one time. And oh, because we like, I brought it oh, up. I said every yeah. day someone unknowingly takes the biggest shit that day. Yeah, on the planet. Yes. On the and planet. Then, they took the biggest shit. They probably don't know it. There's no way of proving it. But they just took the biggest shit of the day. And Christian goes, oh, probably heroin addicts. <laughs> and we were like, oh, what? Yeah, and he's like, heroin addicts take the biggest shit. Yeah, like, they oh, have famously okay. large poops. And I was like, I don't know if that's famous. <laughs> and I don't know. I have, where are you getting this information from? How, <laughs> where, what's going on right now? Yeah, so uh, there you have it, folks. I would break the record for most heroin addicted poops in a 24-hour period. Okay. Uh, mostly because I would probably just buy a bunch of cherries and eat them. And then I would also break the record for uh, best puns on a podcast. <laughs> well, that's a subjective thing. It has to be a measurable thing. Most puns on an excellent podcast. Gotcha. On an excellent <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's several categories. There's excellent. Yeah. There's subpar. There's mediocre. Um, and then there's just straight up bad. And while the bad ones have the most puns, it's because most often the puns are what makes them bad. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an art to fit so many puns in an excellent podcast without dropping it down to a lower category. Correct. Right. <laughs> Thank you, uh, patrons, to to for you know voting for this episode. Uh, hopefully, next month I get to. Uh, Assault Alex's eardrums with uh, ska. I'm gonna be and so pissed if somebody with a fedora toots a trumpet at me. If you want to take part in the voting 
And also in the subject creating, you can go to patreon.com slash ginger on ginger for $5 a month. You get early episodes. You get gingers after dark, which is last week. It was like a 45 minute after dark episode. So they're, they vary between 20 minutes and that, but uh, we talk about real shit. And also we've been planning out uh, the next gingers on ice show a little bit on there and reading some new sketches so you can get ahead of the game. But if you come to the show, you still have to you have to promise to still laugh. Yeah. Okay, you ready for a police blotter? Yes. Police blotter. An officer advised speaking with four people at the skate park at 10:30 p.m. The officer reminded them the skate park was day use only and they agreed to move along. Most um like skateboard punks, quote unquote, like the kids that are really into it with the the super baggy. Yeah, they're not even awake until like two p.m. Well, that, but they're also um, the nicest people on the planet. Oh yeah, most of just them. go up to them and ask them to stop. If they're skateboarding some spot you don't want them to, just like ask them kindly. Yeah, and, like, but if you're a dick, they will just they just like hate authority. They'll just like instantly. Right, just but be if you're nice. Like, Hey guys, my grandma died on those steps. Could you not? And they'd be like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry. You need a hug." And I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly." But you want to go smoke a joint? I'm like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. My grandma used to love weed. <laughs> she invented weed. An anonymous caller reported trash was overflowing in the alley behind the local motel. Code enforcement responded, then warned the owner about the trash buildup. Oh, another job. Not enough money in the world code enforcement (laughs) fuck no i don't think that my hometown had code enforcement for a really long time because within the last year when i went back i saw the first code enforcement vehicle i'd ever seen there and my dad and so i was like what is that and he was like oh they've been around and i was like i don't think so or they just got new vehicles that actually are like marked you know what i mean right 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 they they just they just had to use their personal 2002 honda civics yeah a distraught caller reported receiving a call regarding a warrant for their arrest and advised them U.S. Marshals were on their way to arrest them. The caller was advised this was a scam call and was given the FTC fraud reporting phone number. Uh, Little tip here. If there are, in fact, U.S. Marshals on their way to arrest you, they're not going to call and tell you that. (laughs) They will not tell you that. Yeah, Yeah. that that will be uh, secret information. Also, I never understood... I mean, if it's like a prank call from like a child, that makes a little more sense. But if it's like a scam call, what are what are we What's accomplishing the point with of that, that one? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. The fuck is you just scared the shit out of an old person in a tiny rural Montana town? I almost wonder if it's like if you send us thirty dollars, we'll call him off or you know something like that. Surely any rational person would be like, that's not how that works. <laughs> okay, last one. A caller reported someone put some beer into a backpack and left a grocery store without paying for it. Officers located the individual, and they did admit having the beer. It was returned to the store, where the manager advised they did not want to pursue criminal charges, but preferred to have the individual trespassed from the location. Honestly, wow. like, props to management here. Wait, what a right? nice like, person for not, like, fucking up that person's life because they stole a six-pack of beer. Yeah, exactly. Be like, hey, you know, don't just give do it, it again. You brought yeah. it back. You admitted you had it. Like, yeah, I honestly, I read that one and I was like, okay, that like, that's, 
that's nice. Kudos to whichever store that was. That was that, yeah, like you what, said, didn't mess up the rest of this person's life. Uh, after what do you mean, they whatever store that was. Well, there are two grocery stores in my hometown Excuse now. Excuse me, there are. <laughs> yes. I thought there was one. No, there are two now, and I have not been to the second one yet. <laughs> wow! Wow. Um, two pop culture questions before you we go. Have you watched Reservation Dogs and have you listened to the Turnstile album? I just listened to the Turnstile album today. It was very good, if not mildly forgettable. Oh, um, them's fighting words, but I, I can understand if it sounds too the much. Only, okay. This is the only justification I have for that. And this is not fair because I was... Like I said, uh, having some computer issues this afternoon and was a little bit frustrated and was very focused on that. But it had, you know how Spotify just like moves through things and then it move, it'll just keep going. I it didn't had even, changed and you didn't know that it went to a different album. I didn't even know until I heard a Rage Against the Machine song and I was like, wow, this sounds a fucking lot like Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah, and I looked yeah, it yeah. up and it was Rage Against the Machine. And I was like, oh, oh, the album ended like six songs ago. Oops. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I understand. Um, and I haven't seen Reservation Dogs. I've heard nothing but good things. It is good. It is definitely good. You will like it. It's very funny. Plus, what we do in the Shadow Season 3 starts. Oh, that's right. Also, Archer Season 12 just started. And, uh, you know, that still may, like remains a show that if I have nothing else to watch, I'll throw it on. It's it's still fine. Like, it's not as good as it used to be. But it's also unbelievable they have 12 seasons of that show. Isn't that wild? That's yeah. insane to me. Bob's Burgers also starts season 12 next month, which is Yeah, but I, I know a lot more people that like Bob's Burgers and true. And, it's a bigger stuff show. like yeah. that. You know, it's it's a little more accessible than Archer. I can't believe Archer has 12 seasons. I started watching Bob's Burgers at season one. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but wow. it feels weird that it's been on for 12 years. See, that's how I was. I started watching Archer at season two and then I like, stopped it. Yeah. The season where he, he gets breast cancer. No, I stopped it whenever he went into the coma. Sorry. No, but season two is where he gets breast cancer. The oh, coma right. is after season six. Yeah, that's a, a pretty good jumping off point, honestly. <laughs> that's what I heard. Well, I, and I watched some of those episodes, I think. Or which season is uh does Pam get hot and she gets addicted to cocaine? That's five. That's Archer Vice. That's right. I watched all of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was kinda I, I didn't like that one very much, but I know a lot of people do. Anyway, uh Ginger's on Ice, October 9th, Missoula at the Zach. Ticket sales, I don't know if they're up yet or not. Go to zootownarts.org. Um, it's, uh, we have to sell it out cause it's gonna stress Alex out if we don't, he's, <laughs> we got to make it worth his while. So <laughs> go buy those tickets and, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, bye. Bye. Ginger on Ginger is brought to you by Serbia. Balancing spoons on their body since they restored their independence as a sovereign state in 2006.